for local talk weekday mornings. The Morning Drive News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us online now is Dean Clancy. He is a senior policy fellow at Americans for Prosperity and a Paragon Health Institute public advisor. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. So uh, I know we're going to talk about um, the passage by the House of a pair of personal option solutions which expand access to affordable health care. Can you talk about those? And when we talk about those two items, are we only saying they have not become law? Is that right? They've been passed by the House but not by the Senate? Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So I'll tell you about them. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives a couple of weeks ago now passed a very good bill on health care. And this is newsworthy because we really haven't seen that since the uh, debate about the Affordable Care Act back in 2010. So this is a bit of a breakthrough. The bill does two big things. It makes health insurance in the workplace more portable. In other words, it'll be easier for you to keep your health insurance when you change jobs. And second, it makes health insurance more affordable for small business employees and self-employed folks and independent contractors. You know, you think of Uber drivers. Uh, healthcare is a problem for them because they're technically not employees, uh, this bill would make it easier for them to band together and get affordable health insurance at group rates. So those are the two big things the bill does. It's called the CHOICE uh, Act, uh, CHOICES in all capital letters, and it passed the U.S. House of Representatives, and now it's in the Senate. The Senate is evenly divided, and unfortunately the bill did pass on a party-line vote with all Republicans in favor of giving people these improvements and all Democrats, surprisingly, against. And so uh, if that's the case in the Senate, then the bill will not be able to get to President Biden's desk. But at Americans for Prosperity, we're hopeful that we can persuade a few reasonable Democratic senators and Republicans, too, of course, uh, to to support these common-sense, really middle-of-the-road ideas to make health insurance better for millions of Americans. So, what are the, explain to the listeners um, what the 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 the, con, the 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 contra argument or the counter argument to this is that um, it was completely on party lines, which I find concerning. But why? Well, it's interesting. Before the bill uh, had been written, to my knowledge, no one from President Biden down in the Democratic Party ever criticized either of these two ideas, choice plans at work or uh, what we call association health plans, which is where the small businesses and self-employed folks can band together. Those are really kind of centrist ideas. I've never heard a single Democrat criticize them, but right before the vote in the House, President Biden issued a veto threat, and he said this will take away important protections from people. Problem is, it doesn't. It doesn't change any protections at all. It just gives people new options. Democrats, I think, decided for political reasons to vote in lockstep against the idea, simply to prevent Republicans from getting a win on health care and to reinforce uh, the president's false message that somehow Republicans are anti-health care. This bill proves just the opposite. Well, 
and I don't, I don't, I don't understand the the argument. I mean, just just letting individuals, uh, particularly small companies or individuals themselves, run an, an associated plan like a group plan. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why they would be so against it. Well, exactly. Uh, now you do have health insurance companies who fear that that will mean that people basically pay less for health insurance. And so they have a self-interested business reason to oppose this idea. But I don't know why uh, members of Congress would want to deny the option uh, to their their constituents unless there's simply politics involved. The most exciting part of the bill, in my opinion, is the choice plans where your employer can just give you money to use to buy insurance that you own on your own, just like automobile or homeowner's insurance. Rather than having to participate in the company uh, health plan, you can just use money from your employer with, you know, it's a, got a tax break associated with it. Yeah. You can use that for your own insurance and take it with you from job to job. That's especially helpful for people who change jobs a lot and for people at smaller businesses where they can't afford to offer a really good health plan. But they would love to just give you money for your health care. Choice plans is what that's called. And again, I can't understand why anybody would oppose it. Well, here in Vermont, um, it's, it's, not, it's not legal to do that. And if you have a part-time employee, uh, you can't offer them full-time benefits. Uh, but what we found in, in our legislative session, our governor vetoed it, they, they, they voted themselves a pay raise. They've been focused on the pay raise. What's upset everybody is... It's a part-time legislature, but they voted themselves free Cadillac health coverage. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this is a problem, um, and voters have to hold uh, their uh, representatives accountable. Um, you know, I, my hope is that the, the federal bill that we've been discussing will get through the Senate, will get to President Biden's desk, and that he won't veto it despite his threat because it would make health insurance more portable and affordable for literally tens of millions of Americans. It's unfortunate, but I think we're going to see uh, more polarization on health care over the next you know, year and a half leading up to the elections. And it's sad because, you know, Americans really do need relief from the high cost of health insurance. Well, there's no question about that, Dean. Um what? Why have we seen, or have I missed it? Have we seen any coverage in the media about this bill? It doesn't seem like there's been no, much. No, there has not been much coverage about it. Um, you know, it may be because they think the bill's going nowhere, but the fact that the House of Representatives passed an important health insurance improvement bill after years of not doing uh, things like that, that is newsworthy. It's also newsworthy that Republicans are getting back up on the horse on health reform issues. You know, they've been very gun-shy right. about touching health care since 2017 when the repeal and replace Obamacare, uh, that, that movement failed in the Senate. And so they've been scared of health care. But now they seem to be getting past that because I think their constituents are telling them that the cost of health insurance and health care is killing us. It's getting harder and harder to find a doctor or a hospital that's convenient and also in my health insurance plan, and so on. So many problems that have not been solved. They need to be addressed, and House Republicans in Washington are actually trying to do something. 
that's newsworthy to me, and I'm, I am a little mystified why you haven't seen national headlines on it yet. All right. Well, we've got a call for you. Um, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, I heard him say they voted party lines on the uh, health care bill that was just proposed. Does that mean Bernie Sanders and Peter Welch voted no? Well, it hasn't gone to the Senate yet, but I would assume that our representative, Becca Ballant, voted no. Is that correct, sir? Yes. If she's a Democrat, then we know uh, that she voted no. That's right. This seems like it's right up Bernie's alley, to be honest with you. It empowers uh, small businesses and individuals. Um, have, have you or anyone in your organization tried to reach out directly to some of the more, not, I would say, non-traditional <laughs> Democrats or uh, progressive uh, people in the Senate and the House? Well, we, we haven't, but, you know, you make a good point. There are uh, Democrats who are, you might call them, way on the left, who yeah. want, you know, a kind of single-payer system. They might actually kind of like um, bills like this that at least uh, somewhat reduce the uh, power of the health insurance companies and uh, help people in small business. It's a, obviously, the bill is an incremental improvement on our current system. Some of those folks would like to completely replace the whole system. But I don't know why they wouldn't support an improvement like this. And uh, you're right, uh, Senator Sanders, uh, he, he could very well support it. And if so, he would give, presumably give us the majority in the Senate on the bill, and that would be quite exciting. Yeah, I, I think um, we see that happen in Vermont quite a bit where you've got, it, it almost wraps around in a circle. And I, um, right. I, I think a lot of our listeners would say, you'd be surprised what Bernie supports um, and uh, might want to give him a shout. We need to take a quick two-minute break. Um, we're talking with Dean Clancy about um, this bill that just passed the House uh, in Washington that's very interesting. Informed with your community. The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. We are back, Kurt and Anthony, and we're continuing our discussion now with Dean Clancy. We're talking about the uh, bill, two different bills passed in the House, not in the Senate yet. They're over in the Senate, uh, and they deal with personal options. And uh, was there two different bills that you said, Dean? It's technically one bill. It's two ideas combined into a single bill. It's called the Choice uh, Act, and it passed the House of Representatives a couple weeks ago. Okay, let's grab a phone call for you. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, hi. Good morning, uh, Mr. Clancy. Uh, I'm wondering if there might be some element of the idea that uh, the Congress and Senate, federal, federal, they're all covered with, with a Cadillac health care plan. And uh, so do you think that may have something to do with the conversation not coming up enough? And also, one other thought, uh, same thing here in Vermont with, uh, you know, our uh, House and Senate members, they all wanted free health care because apparently it was too unaffordable for any of them. <laughs> so uh, I'm wondering if now it's actually, if it would help if, if we, the people, didn't provide free health care for our, our, our delegation. And, and I'll, I'll hang up. Did you get that, Mr. Well, Clancy? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I think um, 
you know, members of uh, state legislatures and Congress uh, do have this tendency to vote themselves really great employment benefits and great health insurance, and that does tend to make them less sensitive to what people in the real world are feeling. And I do think they ought to just try to live in the same way and under the same laws as the rest of us so that they won't be insensitive. Uh, members of Congress have a great health insurance plan, and uh, I do think sometimes that that makes them um, insensitive to what's happening out there in the real world. Health insurance premiums have doubled since 2010. Um, the amount of money that families have to devote to health care has doubled as a share of family income since uh, the year 2000. People are now paying basically a quarter of their income on average for health care. And uh, it's really hurting, especially the middle class. And, um, and, we, and yet we don't see uh, relief coming from lawmakers, except sometimes on the uh, more progressive side we'll see ideas for basically replacing private options with government options. Right. At Americans for Prosperity, we're, we're more for what we call a personal option approach, where if we let individuals have more choice and control and remove barriers between patients and doctors, we'll see prices come down. So is, is, do you think that is, and we'll go to get to the phone call in just a moment, uh, do you think that is why many on the left are opposing it? Because it's not the it's not the option they want. They want a government-run solution rather than a private solution? I think that's certainly a factor. Uh, there's a lot of folks, not all, but a lot on the left, who would really like to just have the government run health care in the country. Our polling at Americans for Prosperity shows that's actually not a majority position in, among voters. 70-30 voters would prefer private uh, options and solutions. Uh, but, of course, they all everybody wants safety nets to make sure that the vulnerable are protected. And that's right. We, we should want that. Uh, but we don't need a complete government uh, takeover. But I do think it colors the debate, and, and I think it's partly why you see health care such a polarized issue, especially at the federal level and it's a shame because most people are in the middle let's go back to the phones for you sir good morning you're live on the morning drive yes good morning um your guest might not realize it but here in vermont health care has been solved we have no problems we have turned everything over to uvm to manage health care throughout the whole state and we have created one care which extracts millions of unaccounted for dollars to manage it so Everything's here fine here in Vermont. Our legislature solved the problem. Uh, unfortunately, as snarky as the caller was, everything he said was, I believe, 100% truthful. Absolutely. You know, local health care monopolies are a growing problem around the country. He's absolutely right about that. And uh, maybe his point was to suggest that we need more government in, in health care. But actually, the monopolies we're seeing... Uh, not just in Vermont, but all over the country, uh, they're happening because of government policy. For example, the Medicare program, which is the biggest uh, health payer in the country, pays a hospital-based physician two or three times as much money as an independent community physician for the exact same item or service. It makes no sense, but it incentivizes local hospitals to buy up all the physician practices and, in effect, create a monopoly like the one the caller described. That's a result of government policy. And we have these insurance programs like, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, Ameri Affordable Care Act program 
and Medicaid to an increasing extent that basically just transfer hundreds of billions of dollars every year to private health insurance companies, HMOs. And interestingly, progressives and Democrats have been some of the most enthusiastic supporters of doing that. And so we do have a huge wealth transfer to private insurers, and we're fueling monopolies. And all of that is yet another reason why we need a personal option approach. You know, let's fund patients, not insurance companies. Let's shift power to patients, not to local monopolies. And Mr. Clancy, along with the this bill on choice plans, um, it also talks about the emp- empowering Americans with the ability to navigate a complex healthcare system while ensuring greater access and affordability. How does it do that? How does it empower Americans with the ability to navigate, as it says, navigate a complex healthcare system? It, it is a, a very complex system and probably is very difficult to navigate. So how do we how do we make it easier for people to figure that system out and navigate it? Well, the way, the way you do that is you make it more like a market, you know, more like the grocery store or the gas station. You know, imagine a grocery store uh, where there were no prices, you know, on the shelves and you could only use certain shelves and you had to get prior authorization from an insurance company to use certain other shelves in the store. That's how our healthcare system is set up right now. And most of that is because of misguided government uh, policy. So it is very fragmented, complicated, frustrating. People hate the hassle and lack of price transparency of our health care system, and rightly so. The bill that we're talking about, the Choice Act, does not directly address those things, although it does give you a chance to get health insurance that's more tailored to your needs and is more affordable and portable. That's a, a modest but important step in the right direction. The bill contains an interesting little statement. It's non-binding, but it basically says we need to move to a system that is more like what I've described as a personal option, you know, less focus on insurance companies and government programs, more letting individuals have choices and, and ownership and control. Six Democrats in the House of Representatives voted in favor of adding that non-binding language. So that was one place where it was not partisan. There were some Democrats who support the idea of empowering patients rather than, you know, insurance companies and other third parties. So it's, uh, the bill doesn't necessarily eliminate hassle in health care. There's a lot more to do, but it's, it's a modest step in the right direction. Interesting. All right, well, let's go. We've got one more call. If we've got time for a quick call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, guys. <clears throat> I have a quick question. Uh, it gets really complicated with all the capitalism and everybody making money and the cost of school and the money going to the doctors and the insurance companies. Uh, I have sciatica, and my insurance uh, will not even cover the patches, lidocaine patches that go on to me. So I'm using a roll-on uh, from the drugstore. But my question is, how about we model something after Canada where we can get out of the depths of having to pay so much money and where people actually suffer on the other end because that's what's happening to me. Okay, the Canadian system. Well, we've well, got a yeah, minute or two well, left. Yeah, the, it's, you know, obviously it's uh, unfortunate when people in a healthcare system find that they don't actually have access to the things they need. That doesn't just happen in our healthcare system. It happens in more government-run systems, and including Canada, 
in Canada, people stand in line for months to get an appointment with a specialist. They they don't have nearly as many uh, MRI machines, and uh, their their system doesn't cover nearly as many new prescription drugs as is the case in the United States. A lot of Can- uh, Canadians basically pay for their health care system by waiting for care or not getting care. And, um, you know, it's government rationing. It makes sense economically because when you promise everybody something for free, you're going to run out of it. And um, that's just not a good way to run a health care system. It sounds good on paper. In practice, it can really be harmful, especially for folks with chronic illness. That's why we think a personal option approach is better. It's sort of a a market-based system, but it has safety nets and guardrails and protections so that people don't fall through the cracks. But if you let markets work, you see prices come down, quality go up, access improve, things get better, just as we see in every other part of the economy. Mr. Clancy, we're out of time, but can you give me a really, really quick answer to this? Will this this also ensure that we maintain or increase quality of care for health care? Sure. Quality is going to definitely go up if you have more people making.